going to pray for, for, for those of you, those of us might be a little bit under the weather, you know, keep us away from stomach flus and all that stuff. We're going to pray because God can heal. And I want to experience more of God's presence, but more of God's power uh, as we gather as well. So why don't you join me as we pray for those who are <clears throat> under the weather. Father, we just thank you that you are a God who loves us, that you care about us, that you're not just as far away, God, <clears throat> but you're interested in our lives. You loved us so much that you sent your son Jesus to come and die for us. So we just ask you now as your children that you would bring healing, God, for those who are sick, whether they're fighting stomach flus or colds or viruses, whatever it is, you know what it is, God. And we pray that you would heal. And so we ask now in the name of Jesus that you would bring healing, God. And as we think of David Doe um, in charge of our children's ministry, Father, and I pray even right now that he would experience your supernatural healing in his life. That he would be a testimony of your goodness and your faithfulness that you would heal him up and everyone else who's sick. So we just thank you, Lord. And I pray, Father, be with us today, that you would speak to us. Thank you that you're a God who is active and that you want to speak to us. So I pray that today you'd speak to us spirit to spirit. We thank you in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Amen. Um, as far as the HP Women's Basketball, um, I think pretty much I just found out that, you know, I think all the meals for the conference home games are all filled. But I think what they're planning to do is on the last game, the last home game of the year, and I think it's um, February 28th or something like that, they're trying to get everyone from our church to go. We're going to have a meal and the whole thing. And they're doing really well. They're on the mainland right now. They left uh, soon after the division service. They're on a four-game road trip and you know, like they're like undefeated in the conference. They won last night. Um, we played that team earlier last week, won by 20-something. Last night they won by 30. So they're having a really, really good season. And I think the interesting thing is as they're continuing to win and, and see success on the court, they're realizing that it, it's more than just them. You know, especially the coach is realizing that, that God's, God's in this, you know, that God's there and so I'm praying that they would continue to grow closer uh, to the Lord. So, so be praying, and uh, we'll get you more information about that as it gets closer. But you know, last week we had our vision service, and for those of you who are guests and don't know what that vision service is, you know, once a year we've been um, going over having a special service where we bring the boat services together and we celebrate and we share what God lays on our heart for the next year. And then we have like a brunch afterwards, and it's just great. And it was just a great time. And um, I believe God spoke to us. And his words to us was to arise and shine. That it's time to get up, to move out from where we are, and take steps of faith to draw closer to God. You know, that is what God is calling us to, to arise and shine, and, and to, to move out, and really to to begin to accomplish God's call for us here. And God has an exciting call for us. He, he, his call for us is more than just us gathering together and enjoying, enjoying church, you know, and, and being a church on Sunday mornings and then just we're all on our own on Monday through Saturday. 
but it's really to go out and to share His love with the people around us, to be a church that would go out and empower people to come in and get a sense of belonging. We talked about the word belong, you know, that people would come and feel God's love, and they would feel a sense of belonging. And that they would take that next step, and there are people who would take that next step who would believe. They would believe in who Jesus is, what he did for us, and accept him as their Lord and Savior, you know. And then after they do that, they take steps to become, to become more like him, to become a disciple. A disciple is a follower of Jesus, and, and so we're going to do everything we can to help people to belong and and to believe, and then to become more like Jesus. So it's a time to arise and shine. And one of the biggest things that God laid on our hearts is to build a culture of movement. You know, it's, it's so easy as a Christian to say, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good because I go to church, check that off the list. You know, maybe I read my Bible, maybe not as often as I should, but I read my Bible, check that off the list. I pray, I pray, even, you know, even though it's not supper time, I pray, check that off the list. And the Christian life becomes just events and activities that we just check off the list. And when we check off enough, we think, okay, we're, we're doing good. But, but the Christian life is more than just checking off activities off a schedule. That, that it really is, it's, it's all about walking. It's about taking steps every day continually drawing and getting closer and closer to the, to the Lord, to, to take steps to become more like Jesus, you know? And so what we want to do is, is that we want to we be a church that when you come, it's like, okay, I know what my next steps are. And that we would encourage everybody, whether you're in that stage of belonging or believing or becoming, that you would take steps of faith. Because that is the most important thing. And we're organizing everything in our church under those three B's, you know, belong, believe, and become. And that every person who comes will know where they are in their relationship with the Lord and what their next steps are. That's our goal. And so we're just excited, you know, developing and building this culture of movement. And we want people to take these steps um, to belong, to believe, and to become and so we thought, you know, as we prayed and, and we thought about, you know, how do we go about doing this, what we did was we just prayed, you know, and we said, okay, God, what is it you're laying on our hearts? And I prayed and said, God, what is it that you're laying on my heart, you know? What do you, what do you want us to do? And all of a sudden these, these ideas and these thoughts come to my mind and I start writing them down. And this was going on, you know, like last October and November, and I remember it was that time because <clears throat> Max was just like entrenched in his campaign, which seems like a long time ago. <laughs> but you know, and I said, okay, God, I need, I need a plan, you know, because Max busy and I'm just praying and Dave Yadamari was going on trips. I said, God, I need, I need a plan. And so as I thought about it, I started to write down some things, but I felt the Lord leading. And I thought, wow, this is exciting. And I kind of was penciling things in. And before you know it, all of 2015 had like, had like um, topics and areas and, and initiatives and things that God wanted us to press in on in 2015. And I thought, this is really great. 
And I thought what we do is when we sync everything we do in service, we sync that up with small groups. And I was listening to our small group leaders, and they were saying like how it would be really helpful if there were like material that they could use, so they could, you know, as you know, as we talk about it here in service, there'd be something that they could do. They said they love campaigns where there are study guides and things like that, and they knew exactly what to do. But when the campaign was over, they thought, you know, what do we do now? And so I said, God, you know, you got to lead us to um, maybe there's some material out there. And so I looked at our schedule, all the things that God put on the heart, and then I started to look around and said, you know, there, there's this and this and this, and, and pretty soon, most every series we had, there were material that we could use, you know, for our small groups to go along with our <clears throat> message series on Sunday mornings. And I thought, this is really great. And so that's kind of the plan. And so what we started off with, I just felt like God was saying, you know, we... We need to get ready. That in order for us to accomplish and to become everything that he wants us to be, we got to get ready. And one of the most often neglected areas, um, and areas that as Christians we don't talk about as much as maybe we should, it's, it's that area of our physical health. And I, and, I, and I know that I neglect this area and I feel the effects of doing so. You know, it's like, what I could do 20 years ago and 10 years ago, five years ago, five months ago, I can't do it as much as I could do back then. You know, like um, last week I had, like we had the vision service, had a, a funeral, had um, two fam- no, a family dinner, uh, three HPU games, and it was just like going, you know. And, and before, you can do all that stuff and not, you know, you just laugh at tiredness, right? And now it's like, oh, man, I'm wasted now. You know, come to vision service, like, oh, man, this is rough. You know, I need, like, you know, 10-hour energy or something. You know, I just need something, you know. And, and so I was really excited because God has led us to start the year with this 40-day plan toward better, uh, you know, to having better physical health called the Daniel Plan. And it was started in, in Saddleback Church. And um, the Daniel plan is not the same as a Daniel fast. You know, we've done Daniel fasts, but the Daniel plan is, is not the same thing, <clears throat> to which most of you will go, I can, I can join this now. You know, this is not the Daniel fast. Um, what it is, it's the motivation for this Daniel plan was, uh, was taken from um, the account of Daniel and his friends in Daniel 1, Right? And, you know, they were, it was during the Babylonian captivity and King Nebuchadnezzar took all these young men, these, you know, these Jewish young men, and he was going to indoctrinate them into the, the culture of the Babylonians because he said, if I could get these young rising stars, then I'll get the whole nation, right? Pretty smart. And so he, he, he gathered these guys, Daniel and a bunch of his friends were a part of that, and they were treated really, really well. You know, they were treated well in all kinds of things, but one of the areas they were treated well was they got to eat the food that the king and, and, his, and the palace, they all got to eat. It came from his very own kitchen. So he had the best, the, they had the best and the richest foods, you know, it was just great. But Daniel took it upon himself that he wasn't going to defile himself. He said, no, I'm not, I'm not going, I'm going to bow down and worship the one true God, I'm not defiling myself by eating that food. 
So he goes up to the king's official and says, you know, can, you know it's like, here's what I want to offer you. For the next 10 days, if you would allow me and my crew over here, my friends, that we're just going to eat vegetables and stuff and water for the next 10 days. And we will not <clears throat> eat from the, king's, uh, from the king's table, the king's kitchen, the king's food. King's official. And he said, you just, after the 10 days, see how it goes, you know. After, and so the king's official said, okay, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll take you up on that. After the 10 days, um, compared to the other guys, Daniel and his three friend, friends were much more healthier. Uh, they were stronger. And, and the king's official said, well, okay, right, carry on. And you know, all that vegetables and, and water and stuff, that's typically the Daniel fast, right? But what this Saddleback Church and others did was they came up with a plan that was motivated by what they did in, in Daniel 1, the challenge of Daniel to eat better and be healthier. And so what this Daniel plan is, is a plan for all of us to get a little healthier. You know, it's a, it's a lifestyle change more than anything else. And like Pastor Max was saying, we're going to hit on different areas in our church. Uh, in our lives, I should say. And so what is this Daniel plan? There's five essentials that we're going to cover over the next six weeks. There's five essentials. One is faith. And it's really important that it starts with God. Faith is the foundation and the source of power behind all the changes we go through. You know, a lot of us, we know certain things. It's a matter of doing it. And we depend on willpower and all this. But we need to go to God first. And we need to put our trust in Him. We need to tap in on His part. So faith is the first essential. The second one is food. I know that's the one everyone's like, oh no, what can we eat? What can we eat? You know, um, you'll find out it's great. You can eat meat. You really can. You know, you can eat fish. You can do that. Chicken, you can do that. Pork rinds, not so much. But, you know, you can eat a lot of stuff. The third area, fitness. You know, that's the third area. The fourth essential would be focus. You know, just having a focus. You know, what is the priority in our lives? And then the last one is friends. You know, how to, to have healthy friendships and together we get to do this. How exciting it's going to be as we venture in that we can be encouraged by people around us. And that's why small groups are so important. Come on, Mark, you can do it. Just two more pounds, baby, come on. You know, right? You know, hey, you know, you can do it. You know, when you get down one pant size, I'll buy you those pants. I'll make it like skinny leg. I'll get the whole thing for you. You know, whatever. No pleats. You know, whatever. They're going to do it. You know, we can cheer each other on, on that. And that's what we're going to do. And today, what I wanted to do is give you an introduction. Just to encourage you to, to keep coming to service and hopefully get into a small group. And if there's not a small group there that kind of fits your schedule, Maybe you'll take that step of faith and say, you know what, can I, can I start a small group? And then you, take the, you go on the side with me, you take the small group, op, small group oath, you know, and you do that. No, you don't do that. And we can do that, all right? But, but come to service, get in a small group, and join us in the next 40 days, you know? And what me and Pastor Max are going to do every day, we're going to take like, like side view, you know, boom. <laughs> You know, day, day one, day two, day three, you know, that kind of stuff. We'll do that, you know. And uh, we'll do that. And then we'll, we'll have our pictures. No, we won't have our pictures up there. 
Max, we'll just do Max. You want to put your picture? We can do Max's picture up there. Yeah, you can do, you know, that stuff. You know, I don't want to put my picture. It just might get people too excited. But, um, but let's arise and shine and take this step together, okay? So I wanted to give you some keys maybe that you never thought about as far as your better physical health, all right? And, um, you know, the truth is you, you kind of already know what you need to do to get healthier, I think most everyone here, we kind of know what we got to do, right? We got to eat healthy. And if you're like me, you got to eat less, right? You got you to get moving. You got to get more exercise, right? We know that, right? We, we got to lower our stress. We got to get more rest. We got to get better sleep. And the whole deal, this is really not rocket science stuff, is it? You know, we kind of know. We know what we need to do. But, but actually... Doing it is really where the challenge is, right? We know it, but how many of us actually do it, right? Like, I know, you know, and, and I was reading, um, and, and you all should get this one. If you're going to get a book, get the Daniel Plan Journal. It's like 40 days, day one. So I've been kind of looking through this, and I was looking through this, and you know what? I realized I felt healthier reading this. I think that's what I'll do. I'll read a book on fitness. I feel healthier, I gotta get, I'll look at the cookbook and I'll read, ah, that, that's good. I, I, I actually felt healthier. You know, but was I healthier? Not really. Because the challenge is, we got to do it. And over the course of this series, what we're going to do is we're going to ask God for his help. We're going to ask God to lead us, you know, to really lead and empower us. We're going to gain the support of people around us, you know, and I believe that we're going to experience breakthroughs. I really think we're going to experience breakthroughs. Now, some of you are saying, well, you know, I'm pretty healthy. This is really, really basic. You know what? I'm, I'm doing insanity. I'm doing this. I'm doing, you know, you know what? I, I, my, my body fat is 0.05, you know, whatever. And you got all that stuff, you know. And what about for me? Well, you know, here's the thing. People like me need people like you. And we can encourage, and you can encourage someone. And maybe God's going to use you over these next 40 days to encourage somebody. If you're Casey Kozuma, he's like, I'll encourage you, Mark, because I got it down. I just eat egg whites, you know. You know, right? You know, right? I wear tank tops, you know. Come on now. You know, right? And, and uh, <laughs> you know, I can help you. And so for Casey, it might be, I'm going to help Mark. One day he's going to wear a tank top to church. <laughs> Not in this lifetime. But, but you see, it's, it's something for all of us. And sometimes it's like, oh, we've got to get, get, get. No, sometimes God's got you here to give because we need each other. You know? And so if you kind of got this thing down, man, we need you. We need you, all right? Proverbs, but you know the thing is, in the Bible, what I began to look at, you know, as, as I'd be thinking like, oh, I wonder what the Bible says about physical health. I realize it kind of says a lot. You know, it's surprising how much the Bible uh, gives us instructions about our physical health. And we're going to look at a passage really quick today. Proverbs 3, you know, and, and, and a lot of you know this passage, but really quick. Proverbs 3, 1 to 10. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace, 
they will add to you. All right? See, you follow his instructions. There's some benefits there. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablets of your heart so that you will find favor and good success in, um, success in the sight of God and man. And here's the passage we all know, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him. He's going to make your path straight. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil. Why? Because it will bring healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. You see how important following and trusting is? It brings healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. And from this passage, we see that a part of God's blessings and promises um, for following and obeying Him has to do with our health. Longer life, peace, healing, refreshment, those things, you know, we gain. And so there's three things I want to like just cheer you on in, okay? First thing is this. Trusting God is good for your health. Trusting God is good for your health. Not only is it good for you, it's good for your health. Proverbs 3 tells us to trust the Lord. If we trust Him, what happens when we trust Him? When we begin to fully trust God, we don't worry, you see? And the thing is, we're either going to worship or we're going to worry. That we're going to pray or we're going to panic, you know? That if, and if you pray, you won't panic. And if you worship, you'd have a lot less to worry about. And, and trusting God is so important because it lowers our stress and allows us to rest. And that's why, you know, in worship, that's why it's good sometimes. You know, sometimes I just think, oh, man, God, I'm not really ready for today. You worship a little bit. And then you find your stress level goes down. And you know how important lowering your stress is for your physical health. Psalm 116.7 says, Return, O my soul. The psalmist is saying to his own soul. He says, Return, O my soul, to your rest. For the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. We need to take time to rest. You know, We need to take time to relax in the Lord. And we can rest because God will take care of us. That's what he's saying. Trusting God is good. It's good for our health. In Proverbs 14.30 says, A tranquil heart. How many of us have a tranquil heart? A tranquil heart gives life to, to the flesh, but envy makes the bones rot. Sometimes it's not just what we eat that matters. It's what's eating us that really matters, right? It's resentment and bitterness and envy it's kind of like poison, and it kind of damages your health, right? It messes you up, causes stress. You know, you go to work, and you see that person, it's like, oh, right? And it just messes you up. And what God says is, if you trust me, if you trust me, lean not on your own understanding. Just trust me. It's good for your health. And we need to learn to trust God more and get rid of the stuff that causes harm or stress to our health. Are you experiencing peace? Are you experiencing rest in your life? Can your heart's condition be described as tranquil? Well, over the next six weeks, we're going to learn. You know, we're going to learn how to trust God more, how to get rid of harmful stuff. And we're going to be encouraged by others along the way. 
Second thing, really quick, is confessing, confessing your sin is good for your health. You never thought about that, right? I better confess more then. Yeah. Confessing your sins is good for your health. Proverbs 3 tells us not to be wise in our own eyes. Fear God and what? Turn away from evil. It is so important to seek God and not just do what we want to do and what is wise in our own eyes. Because too often when we do that, when I do that, it just leads to sin and messing things up. And when we recognize that we have messed up, we just need to confess. And confess our sins to God because it brings healing and it brings refreshment. So often, it is sin and guilt that results, and the results of that, that causes damage to our, to our health. How do we know this? Well, that's how we feel. Don't you feel all racked up with guilt? King David did. King David did. In Psalm 33, it says, 32, it says, For when I kept silent about my sin, what happened? My bones wasted away through gro- my groanings all day long. King David said when he refused to confess his sin, he was weak, he was miserable, his health took a hit. It was impossible. And isn't it impossible to feel guilty and happy at the same time? And you feel feel weak and you carry on that garbage bag full of guilt? That's what King David was feeling. That's what we feel. You know, that's why it's important to confess. In verse 35, uh, in chapter 32, verse 5, David says this, So you know what? Tired of all that. I acknowledge my sin to you, O Lord, and I, did, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you, you forgave the iniquity of my sin. And one of the healthiest things that we can do is really, is really receiving God's forgiveness in our lives, asking God to take away that garbage bag full of guilt. If you're carrying guilt around, so often that comes from sin, right? And take time to confess your sin. Get rid of that guilt. And over the next six weeks, we'll be talking about that because that's so important. You know, we thought, no, it's not important. Yeah, it is. See, these are things that I realize that it messes us up. Yeah, we got to eat, right? We got to do those things. But there's some things that we can do immediately that can really help us. There's some keys to our physical health. Third thing, never thought about this, right? But the third thing is giving generously is good for your health. Giving generously is good for your health. Proverbs 3 tells us to honor the Lord with the first parts of our wealth. In other words, what he's saying is make God a priority in your finances. It's about having the spirit of generosity. When, when we obey God's instructions we experience greater peace. And one of the biggest areas of stress in our lives is what? Is our finances, right? You know? And so what happens is we think we got to hang on really tight. And the more we hang on, the more stress we have. You know? And the more stress we have, our health takes a hit. But when we give, we experience greater peace. When we give, uh, it makes us feel good. Every time I give, my heart grows bigger. You realize, I mean, notice that? That every time I give, I break the grip of materialism in my life. I mean, didn't it feel really good when we gave 
those angel tree project gifts that we gave to people we don't even know? I mean, I remember one person came, come walking in, bringing their gift, and one of it was like a microwave oven, right? I mean, so it wasn't like just a nickel and dime thing. It was like a, but she came in with the biggest smile, you know? And you couldn't even guess whether she was getting it or giving it because her smile was so big. But, but giving does, does that, right? I mean, when we, you know, that's why I love to cook. I mean, cooking is fun because you can just make stuff out of nothing. But then when you see sometimes, you know, hopefully, God willing, people enjoy what you're making and they're eating, doesn't that make you feel good? You know, I mean, I don't, most guys, I'm, we don't, I don't cook so I can eat, right? And I realized that because we went to someone's house and this young woman had spent like a whole day preparing all this amazingly good Korean food. Max would have loved it, you know? You know how you go there and you got the little dishes of all this stuff, and you don't ask, they don't tell you, just eat it, you know, just whatever. But you could tell she spent all day cooking up this food. Laid it on the table, you know. And you know how it is, right? You know, uh, when you go, there's like little, right, Max, there's little dishes of all sauce, the whole thing, and everything looks. And, and so she said, all right, you can eat. And I'm never going to forget. She was kind of by the kitchen. She was kind of looking in. Everybody was digging in. She had a big old smile. It wasn't about eating. It was about giving. You know, and she was so blessed. And I said, I'm, I'm so, you know, just so, I, she gets, I'm so happy I get to cook for you. I'm so happy you get to cook for me, you know. And it was great, <laughs> you see. But giving generously. Proverbs 11.25. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. There's some physical health implications there. It is not a mistake that the word miser and miserable come from the same word because misers are miserable, you know? There are two kinds of people in life. There are takers and there's givers. Takers are miserable, they're stressed, you know? Givers are refreshed and they're blessed. And we're going to be looking at that over the next six weeks. See, I'm excited about this series. I am fully expecting God to do breakthroughs in our lives. That I'm, ex- I'm totally expecting Him to transform lives over the next six weeks. But it starts with a decision. It starts with a decision to arise. And the word arise we talked about last week is to get up from where you are and take those steps to follow Jesus. That that is the way to experience breakthroughs. Make a decision to arise and join our Daniel Plan adventure. And here's the important question. In John 5, Jesus is walking down the street. He sees this guy sitting on the side of the road. He's been sick for 38 years. He's a paraplegic. And, and Jesus walks up to him and asks him a very important but really, really obvious question, right? He, he asked this man, 38 years, right, sick, do you want to get well? You know, do you want to get well? 
And here's a man who's sick for all these years. Jesus comes up to him. Do you want to get well? Uh, probably, right? I mean, that's such an obvious question. You think? You think he would want to get well? What does the man reply? Verse 7. Sir, I have no one to help me into the pool where the water is stirred. Because they felt, you know, people are getting healed going to that pool. And he said, I got no one to help me into that pool where the water is stirred. While I am trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. And what did he do? He did what we often do. We give reasons and excuses why we can't, right? He just said, well, you know, I, I would, I could, you know, if I could get in there, you know, making all these excuses. And so often we give reasons and excuses why we can't. What did Jesus say to this man? Then Jesus said to him, get up, arise, get up from where you are. Pick up your mat and walk. Paraplegic, 38 years. Pick up your mat and walk. What did Jesus say? Hey, I'm willing to do something on your behalf. But you got to do something on your side as well. I am ready and willing to heal. But you got to take that step. You got to take that step. No more excuses. No more reasons. Just get up. Arise. Pick up your mat and walk. Where do you want to be a year from now health-wise? Do you want to have more energy, sharper mind, stronger body? Where do you want to be in one year? I want to be like Casey <laughs> in one year. See? The question is, do you really want to get well? Because if you do, arise. Get up. Take that step of faith. Sign up for to get into a small group right on the table outside. Just sign up. Pick up a study guide. Okay? Just eight bucks. If you don't got eight bucks, stop going to Starbucks so much. Right? Okay? Pick one of those. Uh, you know, perhaps uh, God is leading you to, to lead a group. Come see me after. There are some resources, great resources from Logos Bookstore. You might want to pick those up. One I would recommend, you know, this is for the small group. You've got to get one of those. But this is called the Daniel Plan Journal. And what I really like about this, what I wish they did was I wish they combined this with this and put it together. Because what this is is like a 40-day devotional, you know. And so this would be really good. And so I've been kind of going over this. And at the beginning, you know, there's like um, a survey, you know, about the five areas, faith and fitness and food are you very dissatisfied very satisfied man i was lousy i realized I need help you know and so i'm gonna go on this thing but this one is really good to get and um i don't know it's like 14 bucks but today only if you tell them you know me 10 bucks all right so you can do that you can help local spoke store as well do you want to get well see that's jesus's question to you arise get up Join us for this series, all right? Why don't you pray with me? Father, I pray that you would help us. Help us to take that step. 
And for those who say, well, you know, I'm pretty healthy as it is. Help those to take that step to invite someone and say, I'm going to come alongside you. I'm going to be your encourager. But help us all to grow, to experience greater health. And maybe it's not just the health, it's the lifestyle change that you want us to have. Maybe it's not just for us, maybe it's for our children. But I pray that you would help us and empower us. So we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. In a few minutes, there's going to be some great refreshments in the back. But I wanted to call up Scott and Karen Gardner because they got this really great... They have a really great testimony. Y'all come up and... Well, y'all get like Scott and... Scott Gardner apron. Where's your apron, my friend? Good morning, everyone. But they have... um, they have a really great testimony of, of, of bringing God into the workplace. And, you know, we talk about one of the paradigms that we talk about is seeing work as worship. And that's kind of what Scott and Karen has done. They're the owners of this company called Scott Gardner and Company, a company that helps so many people with their Medicaid um, challenges. Really what it is, it's a ministry. It's a ministry to many, many people. And so um, I asked Scott and Karen, you know, how has being, you know, how is it, you know, being disciples of Jesus, how has that changed the way you lead and manage your office? And maybe before we do that, you can, like, who are these people they're asking, oh, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> who are these? They're your... Oh, they, these are our wonderful, wonderful staff. Mm. Yeah. Super. <clears throat> this is the, the Pro Bowl... All stars of our company. Yep. That's who they are. All right. Want me to introduce them one by one? This is Lorraine, but we call her Rain because there's two Lorraines. Glendalyn, this is Lorraine. Julie, Justin, Tanya, Ashley, Cece in the back, or Cecilia, Erica, Tiana, Kimberly, and Michael in the back. And there's... uh, We actually have 21 of them. Two of wow. them are in Wahiawa, so they're not, or three of them are in Wahiawa and Wailua, so they're wow. not there. Yeah, so how has it, you know, how has it been, how has it changed the way you lead this company, you know, as you follow Jesus? How does that, has that changed the way you led your company? Yes. Say yes, mm, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good, we can go on now. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been tremendous. It's been tremendous how we, um, bring our faith into work and we able to serve people just has a different meaning uh, when we serve because we're in such a, a position to serve and not be served and it's been great and we also uh, just we extend uh, a lot of grace a lot of love into our work and so what we learn here in church we get to pass it on and at our workplace we we're very very open about our faith that when they come for an interview we we let them know up front that we dedicated this business to god so that's one of some ways, yeah. Now, you know, you sought to be a blessing, right? Not just to your clients, but also to your employees. Mm-hmm. What are some ways you folks have blessed the people in your uh, <laughs> company here? <clears throat> so this part is hard because I really hate talking about m- myself. But uh, Karen and I, especially Karen, she really uh, provides a really nice atmosphere 
a really good place to be at. And we try to um, do our best at maybe with benefits and things like that that we try to pass on. It's, it's not all about us. It's, it's we wanna, they work so hard for us that we want to be able to give them the best that we, we can provide. Like say like um, past Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> like what, what happened past Monday night? It was, <coughs> uh, it was, it's not a holiday, but we kind of incorporated almost a holiday. We, uh, we dedicated the day to Marcus Mariota and the first ever national college championship game and Marcus, you know, winning all the awards. So we were thinking about taking the whole day off. Then we got, you know, more realistic, so half a day off. And then we decided, no, we're just going to take off um, early enough that we could be at a restaurant establishment, <laughs> bar, um, <laughs> by 1 o'clock to save our seats. <laughs> and, and, and the staff was all invited to come, and um, we had a very nice outing. And treats was on you? Treats was on the company. On them, because they work hard, yeah. and then, you know, they generate... And you guys went to the place you can eat all the french fries you can eat? No. No. Oh, is there french fries? Yeah. Oh. Really? Was, yeah. right? Yeah, islands. I islands get all the french fries you can oh. eat. Oh. <laughs> <coughs> right? You didn't know that either? How many of you knew that if you go to Islandsburg, you get like all the french fries? Oh, See? Oh, Come on, now. Oh. No. Now we know. Okay, so next Monday. <laughs> right? Now, what else have you done? Something like, you guys did something like this crazy. Uh, Share we, what you did crazy, because that might encourage others to we, do crazy stuff. Where they we, work. we treat our <coughs> employees, we really put our arms around them, and we treat them like family. <coughs> you know, they, they have become such a big part of our lives that we want, you know, we just, they're like family members. So, like, as family members, we share so we have taken them to Las Vegas and a few times. A few times. A few times. Yeah. Everybody. The whole company. Everybody. Even Justin. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Even Justin. Yeah. Justin went. Yeah. Two times. I didn't Three, like to stay yeah. and watch the office. They let me go. They let you go. Yeah, I, was, I was good. Times. I was on good behavior. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, after the end of today, you might have some employee uh, and some applicants <laughs> for you guys' company. Now, your team decided, now you guys have been blessing, you guys have been doing these things, but your team now decided to do something for you folks this Christmas. Yeah. What did they decide to do? Yeah, we had a um, very special, special uh, <coughs> surprise Christmas time, and Every year they want to, you know, get us something, and we always decline. And says, "No need, you know, just save your money, you know, keep it for yourself." And then Lorraine here, she presented us. Uh, she said, "You know, we want to give you this gift. You ain't carrying this gift, and you cannot return it. You know, it's so good that you cannot return it. We're going to refuse to take it back." And we were pleasantly surprised with uh, two envelopes. The first envelope was they all pitched in, and it was for the church offering. Oh, it so was. they all decided to. You never refuse, Oma? Just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> and and we were just so blown away by that. Huh. Super. We were just floored. Super floored. Wow. And then they said, "Oh, the the second part of the gift was that um, they know that Karen and I prepare every week, and they wanted to give us a break. And they said that they were going to come and prepare the food and serve serve the food today. 
So they're going to be outside, and that's why they have their, their aprons on. <laughs> so today, mm-hmm. the second part of that gift that keeps giving, mm-hmm. they, 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 they have refreshments mm-hmm. that we all get to oh, yeah. share in. Yes. Huh? Yes. You know, when they, um, they were all <clears throat> present when they gave us this gift, it, and it was absolutely the best gift you know, we could ever have. Mm-hmm. Because um, we knew that, you know, God has touched their hearts as well. And, and it's like a filter. You know, God is first. You, you, you know, like how we learn, you only have one master. And God is our master. And so through him, um, you know, he works through us. And we, and we, our employees, our staff, has felt this filter because he's first. It's not us. It's not about mm. them. And some of the coolest things that they come, come out of their mouth, <laughs> it's just, it's, no, it's, it's funny, but it's really refreshing. Scott, can you share? Mm. Yeah, so, so one of the gals on this side was saying that, um, you know, that, that, that they work for God at Scott Gardner and Company. And that was just amazing. Amen. Yeah. And then... Um, Justin say funny stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then the, uh, one of the gals got approached by someone mm-hmm. asking for a job. And they said, oh, you got to wait till you get the call. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, the, the call from who? And she said, the call from God. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, yeah, funny things. And then they were just open at, at work, you know, a lot of praising and hallelujah and thank you, Jesus, when, you know, when, when a case, when an application gets approved. It's, it's, yeah, it's awesome. That's great, yeah? yeah? See, a lot of times we think, <clears throat> you know, we think like God on Sunday, work on Monday, right? But what Scott and Karen are showing that, uh, you know, it's God seven days a week, right? Because God wants to bless us seven days a week. And so I want to thank you folks. Thank you guys. Yeah, one more thing, one more thing. One more okay. thing. <laughs> go ahead. Um, you providing the food. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Neil um, Murakami in the back. Uh-huh. And... Uh, he saw our staff over here. There's more people. There's 23 of us uh-huh. total. But um, we share with the group that, you know, Nero Murakami had prayed for us when we just started. And we weren't sure if we were going to really do this business or not. And, uh, well, we just had a small piece of the pie. And he gave a special prayer. And I wish I shared it with everybody and just gave, mm. encouraged everybody. So you want to share that part? Okay. You know, I wanted to uh, share something real quick. I told them that, before any one of these people one staff with uh, Karen and, and Scott that, um, you know, Pastor Mark was talking a little bit more about, you know, he, you know in the beginning, you got to make a choice, yeah, to, to rise. And um, uh, we had done something a long time ago. I guess I'm getting old, but when, when uh, we, we, were, we were really getting into small groups. And so we got together at not even where you're living now, in the back on this little lanai. And a group of us got together in a small group, and we were kind of uh, mentoring together. And I remember praying. And if you ask how anything starts, it starts a lot of times when you're not sure or you're scared. Mm-hmm. And, and, and with prayer and making a choice. And that's the key, making the choice. Because they, Karen was uh, selling a line of shoes, praying. Should I keep on doing shoes? I don't know if I can help Scott because it's a really tenuous position. Scott would say, hey, you got to ask God to help us. I don't know if we're going to carry it alone, me and her, or just me by myself. And we got to, we got to experience as their business started to grow, God would start to bless them. And then one after another, we start to hear, oh, we added another staff. Hey, we're over here. 
Um, and, and just watching the thing explode and just be a blessing, I actually got to got, get fruits the other way because I had a lot of friends who needed help, got rejected, uh, couldn't get Medicaid, couldn't, couldn't get help, and I, and I gave them to Scott guys, and they, they, they just blessed yeah. them. And so I would really encourage you. That, um, it, it's one of the things that for Pastor Mark and myself, we get to watch God just get hold of somebody, something, some, someone in a group, as, as he starts to bless them and it starts to move forward, it starts with a choice. And so th- that, I think, a lot of what uh, he was talking about today is a big deal. But um, they did a great job. They made great choices. And you Amen. can see a lot of the people here. Amen. <laughs> Anything else? Yes. Yeah, so um, when we prayed on the line at our, our house, it was uh, David Yadamori and Neil Murakami and you know, I was, I was just a small fish in a big pond. I was like, I'm not sure if I could do this. But uh, Neil presented it this way. He says, you know, this, the business that you're in, that you may just have a sliver piece of the action, but God can still make that sliver overflow, mm. um, overflow, press down. And, and that's true. It came, it came all true. Yeah. So thank you very much, Neil. Thank you, and Dave, too. Yeah. And then, um, our Lorraine wants to say something to the group, so. Hi, everyone. Um, <laughs> I was nervous. <laughs> I just wanted to thank um, everyone, um, part of this church, Pastor Mark, the prayer group, for always um, keeping uh, Scott and Karen in their prayers, um, for always supporting them. Um, this church is really a big part of, of our team, and I just want to, on behalf of myself and everyone here, just want to thank all of you for always being there for them. Yeah. All right, well, thank you. Two words, let's eat. Okay, so once you head back there, thank you, Scott, Karen, thank you, team. Appreciate you folks. And let's head back there, and we'll all head back there with you all.